So what a nice word on Parshas Bulak. Yeah, be a little brief this week. Um, but we find the mission in Sechta Ovis. Parakai, Mishni Yitas, I think it is. Kol Mishyash B'yudah Shleish Adur Malulim et Hamidah Shal Avram Avini. Shleish Adur Machairim, Hamidah Shal Bilam Arusha. What are the three things? Ayn Toive, Riech Mimiche, Menev HaShvayle. Someone who has these three things. Hamidah Shal Avram Avini. Ayn Ru, Riech Gavoye, Menev HaShachove, Hamidah Shal Bilam Arusha. One of the things that we find um, being attributed to a Talmud of Bilam Arusha is, is Ayn Ru. And one of the things about Avram Avini is Ayn Toive. Ayn Toive, L'choyer, means to be able to look at something that someone has or someone, some, something someone does and, and you know, have a know from that. Wow, the person has a mala, look up to someone, fagin someone, feel good, feel good about, what someone, about what someone else has. And it's not easy. We think, you know, to, to meet yourself, Avram Avini, well, we're, we're all children from Avram Avini. We are. But it's not easy to emulate Avram Avini and the things that he really stood for. Very often, there's something we want to be, we want to be mechanic our children too, when it comes to not being jealous of someone else, when it comes to forgetting someone else, and it's not easy. And I think it's one of those typical things that we just have to know who, who to tell what to, who to expect what of. Last week, in, in Pasha's Chikas, there's a, a shtikl from Basham As I told us, in Pasha's Emer, he actually brings it from the Basham Tev, that you know, there's two kinds of misses. There's something you tell the Talmud Chochem. For example, that he should be learning more Lashem Shemayim without any Kabun Hashlil Lashmo at all. And it's the same thing if you'd be telling it to Amurad, so it would, be, it would make no sense. It would, you know, it would be the wrong thing to say, because on the contrary, he's supposed to be Lo'odem Yom Adudem Shalai Lashmo, Shemotel Shalai Lashmo, Bo Lashmo. And whenever you're telling it to anything, you have to know who you're telling it to. So when it comes to Chinech Abunam, there's definitely a lot to think about. Is there something appropriate for children yet, or not? And I in Toiva, as much as we do want to be Mechanach children too, and we should be Mechanach children too, you just have to know how to say it and when to say it and what, what to expect because it's definitely something that uh, is not easy even for adults. So I'll get back to this in a moment. Let me just read a question that somebody sent. Good evening, Rabbi Groom. First of all, I'd like to thank you for your shirma anytime. I'm a huge fan of yours and really benefit from them. Okay? Thank you so much. My question is as follows. I have two sweet boys, can I know? The older one just turned four recently and the younger one just turned three. It's turning three in a few months. Meaning that they're very close in age. They have this competition every step of the way. They both want to be the first for everything, getting into the car the same second, running like maniacs, dangerously to the elevator to be the first, etc. Please let me know what the solution is and how to deal with this. Or let me know if, you're, if you already addressed this topic in another class. Thanks in advance. Wishing you much atzlach in the future. Okay. I probably did speak about it, but let's discuss it again because it's a very um, relevant topic, very relevant question. I think it's definitely something that people could benefit from hearing about again. So the first thing that I want to say, something I say very often, and I'm saying it again, and that is that this situation, this topic that you're dealing with about children being jealous of each other is, is so common and so normal. Now, I say this about most things because by the time somebody's sending me a question, it's usually something that I'm comfortable talking about in public because it's normal. It's something I think people will benefit from. But in this case, um, it's even more normal. In other words, it's, it's normal not only to have such a problem in your life, but this is to be expected. You're, you're, we're almost expecting children to be jealous of each other. Let me say it that way. I think almost every parent heard this, uh, but he got it, so why can't I? Or how come he has more? I think everyone um, heard that. Now, in general, let me just say this again. In general, our, the problems that we have are very common. The problems that we deal with and the challenges that we have at home or in the family are common and normal and very old. And jealousy between siblings is as old as siblings are. The first two siblings were jealous of each other. It tells me about Shalom Bayes, right? Last week, 
He said that Aaron HaKoyim was nifter and everyone cried. Why did, why, did, why did everyone cry? Rashi says the men and the women are both crying because Aaron was the one that was matal shulam and ishtoy. That's the door daya. They had a lot going for them. They had no technology. They had no uh, problems. That they, they weren't struggling financially. There was no, I don't know, maybe a trauma from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. I don't know. It, it seems that they were a very healthy um, generation and they had problems with Nishli Ishtar. Believe it or not, marriage was, was a challenge. Shalom Bayes was a challenge. So I'm just pointing out that this, these, these, are, these are normal things and, and to be expected that uh, brothers and siblings will be jealous of each other. And like I started off saying before about Ayin Toiva, it's not, it's not easy for little children to be able to forgive and understand that somebody has this and have that. These are, these are maybe adult concepts that you have to know when to try and how to try to be mechanic about them. I remember being in the store, I must have mentioned this in the past, and seeing children's books, it's a series of books, and each one had a different age on it. So there was one about saying the truth, one about not doing anything dangerous, and then there was one about, saying, uh, and then there was one about not being jealous. And the one about not being jealous was age, age five and up, and the other ones were like age three and up. And I heard two people talking about, like, why is this age three, age five? You know, it's kids' books. And the other person said, age five? Oh, I think, I think it's more appropriate for, like, age 20 or 30. You know, the, the idea of not being jealous of someone is, not, is something that we all have to work on. And sometimes we either feel that we don't want to look at it in ourselves, so we focus on our kids instead, or we already gave up on ourselves, we try to control our kids instead. I don't know what it is that sometimes makes us want to be mechanach our children, the things that we ourselves still struggle with, but it's definitely something that you can't necessarily eradicate or overcome or just teach someone not to have. As a matter of fact, Chazal um, teaches, for example, a daughter is Yisayma, and there's money left over, and you want to, you have to make chasna this Yisayma. She's allowed to say, well, my sister had this kind of chasna I also want. You think that Chazal would teach us? No, tell her, what do you mean? You're jealous? You teach her how to be um, okay with very little and, and, and be happy with what she has and understand that it's not so important to have a nice uh, chasna or whatever it is. And Chazal said, no, it's normal for a sister to feel like, hey, how come my older sister got it when she got married and I don't? So it seems that there's something to it, there's something very normal about it, there's something that we're not necessarily expected to uh, help people overcome just like that. There, there is a part of it, let me just mention this, and this is something that's always good to differentiate, there's a part of it that people do outgrow and part that they don't. So sometimes you see things that are, it's an immaturity thing, and you get nervous about it and it makes you upset, but, but you know, kids don't grow out of it, so just... Stay cool and be, and be patient and it will happen on its own. And then there are other things that we do have to address and make sure that we don't make worse. So it's always important when we're talking about very young kids of age three and four to make sure that we're not, um, that we know how to differentiate between what is an issue that needs to be addressed and what we're maybe making worse or could be making better. And the other things that are just, just let it run and we'll be fine. I'm just mentioning that as well. Now, being that this is so normal and being that this is to be expected, so let me say what the therefore is. Because this is something that is to be expected. The first thing is that you shouldn't get too nervous or frustrated by it. So often people get nervous, parents get nervous or frustrated by something that they feel is like, oh, what's happening over here? Why is this happening? As opposed to, yeah, it's normal. The kid's starting to walk and he falls down. It's normal. You don't get very frustrated at the kid. You don't get very frustrated in general. You're, you're expecting that, that little kids are going to be um, jealous of each other. On the other hand, I do want to mention that because it's so normal, that doesn't mean that, oh, it's normal, it's going to happen anyway, so it doesn't matter what I do. No, on the contrary, you're supposed to understand the responsibility of trying to help children out of something that's almost to be expected. In other words, just so you understand that it's to be expected that it might rain today, so you take an umbrella, you don't say, well, it's going to happen anyway, so I can't avoid it. No, there's something you could do about it. And that's actually what Chazal teaches us. That we learn it from Yanka Vivini, Yasser HaTzadik, that, um, you know, if you're doing something that's causing jealousy between children, you have to be careful. You don't say what's going to happen anyway. You say that, no, there 
And, and you also don't say, well, I'm doing mine, it's their issue. No, it's expected that they will be jealous, and you have to be more careful about it. So we're definitely trying to avoid making things worse and making children more jealous of each other and feeling more uh, unhappy with, with, with what they're getting. When you do address a child who's expressing jealousy and expressing resentment or unhappiness, because what he's expressing is very normal, don't be too critical. Don't be too critical. Sometimes we, we talk to children and we realize what we're telling them. Like, why is it like that? Why is he so jealous? Why can't you just stop? Why can't you just forget? So he has a little more. What's the big deal? Aside from getting too emotional about it yourself, you, you, you're talking, you're saying things, and you're, you're basically criticizing a child for being very normal. It doesn't mean you shouldn't teach him. You could teach him in a very nice way, but not by making him feel bad for what he's doing. As a matter of fact, you could even tell him, I understand that you really want more, and it's very normal. And Tati feels, or Mommy feels, that there's ways to, to say it without getting too critical. Making a child feel bad. And this is every age and stage when someone's doing something that's normal, not to be too critical of them. They shouldn't feel bad about what they just said. And mentioning that, I'll go on to, to something related. The first thing was you shouldn't get too frustrated about it, which means you shouldn't get too emotional. The second thing was that you shouldn't get too critical about it. The third point is that you shouldn't get too logical about it, which means a child's jealousy is an emotional issue. And I talk about this often, when people get emotional about things, and, and, and it's sensitivity, or it's just feelings, and you try to explain, that explanation is not going over well. You can't fight an emotion with logic. So when a child's jealous, you try to explain to him why it doesn't make sense, and last week he really did have, and this week he didn't have, and he was the one that asked first anyway, don't, don't go there. The more, the more logical you get, and the more you debate, the, the less sense you make, and, and the more aggravated a child feels, and it doesn't go anywhere. So it's important to realize that, that jealousy is an emotion and it's not something you want to explain or, or help a child understand better. That's usually not going to work. In a calm moment, you can talk about it. I would say, you talk about jealousy, you talk about forgetting, you talk about ayin toivi, you talk about bilam, you talk about avrum avini. There's so many things you should talk about, about. but not to get frustrated about or criticized about. And when it's in the moment and you have to say something, you talk about it very technically. This is what I'm giving now. This is what you could have. And you could also make your policies... If somebody points out that the other one had more, then they're not going to get. Or if somebody pushes the other one, they go second. These are all very technical ideas. It's not about who's right and wrong. It's not about why do you want to be first? Why can't you understand that sometimes he could be first? And things like that. So in a very non-emotional, non-critical, and non-debatable way, you address something with confidence and with calmness, and, you, and your children hear it and they understand it. Let me just add another few short points that I think is related to this question. And that is that if a, if a sibling is hurting another one, that, that's where it's your responsibility to step in. So if they're doing something dangerous and running, or someone's getting hurt or bullied, that's of course a responsibility of a parent to step in. You can't just say, well, I ignore it because they'll grow out of it. That, that's definitely something. And also, even then, without getting too emotional, critical, or you know, just technically, this can happen. If somebody pushes the other one, they go second, like I said before. So this is about anything that's dangerous or anything that's between siblings. But l- let me mention this. We're taught, Right? Sometimes people feel like, okay, so if I give this one, then I have to give that one. And sometimes it's just easier not to give any individual attention. Sometimes it's easier to just not give anyone anything, just give collectively to everyone, and we're all happy together. No, children need individual attention. I, I, I remember talking to a parent about this once, but you know, take your child out and buy something in the grocery, spend some quality time together, one-on-one. No, but then they're going to come back and ask, what did you get when you were in the grocery? What did I get when you were in the grocery? So of course, it, it's, it's something you have to think about, it's something you try to avoid. But very often, when you try to give each child their time, and during that time you give them whatever you could give them, then, then at least there's, there's an opportunity to give them something special to make them feel good. So that, that's something that might sometimes make a child feel special and not all the time be looking like who's getting more in the same moment. There's also an older, younger issue here. Okay, one child is four, one is three. 
I mean, I speak to people sometimes who have children within a year apart, which means that at some point they're even sharing an age, right? The younger one already became three and the older one's not yet four. And it's something that an older child can sometimes be resentful about, you know, am I older, am I not older? Make sure that you know I'm older. And it's important that they feel older and they, and they know they're being taken seriously. The older card shouldn't be something you pull all the time. Now, it's something maybe I should elaborate on, but I'm just trying to cover this quickly. On the one hand, the older child needs to understand and feel that you are older and there are things that you're getting because you're older. And very often you hear children that are resentful, you know, why can't anyone acknowledge that I'm older? If I have to go to sleep at the same time as my brother and take turns about everything at the same time as him and never get attention being older, like, why doesn't anyone notice that I'm older? It's something to think about. On the other hand, letting a child always put out, pull out the older card, I get first, I sit first, I do this, I do that, because I'm older, I'm older, I'm older. No, it doesn't work like that. So there's definitely a balance of understanding when, because you're older, because he's older, that's why we're going to let him do this, and when, this is something we take turns about. When you clarify it, and, not, and not in the moment, not when it's challenging, and, and children understand it, and they heard it when they weren't challenged by it, very often they, f- they feel taken care of because we know you're older, and that's why ABC. On the other hand, there's more people here, and we have to take everyone seriously, and that's why XYZ. So that's also something. Now, when we talk about jealousy, I'll, I'll throw in briefly, there's another two kinds of jealousy. One is where a sibling is jealous of the other one's success. This could even be to a younger one, to an older, it doesn't matter. When one sibling knows that the other one's being much more successful, parents are happy with that one, they're getting better marks, they're, they're getting better regards, they're, they're more nachos, or whatever it is, it's something to be careful about. That's something that often the child won't even say. It's not like he got more than me. He won't say it. But if you notice it, it's something to think about. It's something to do whatever you could to boost the child's ego, make them feel very special for who they are and what they are, and make it a little less noticeable at least, or a little less, um, you know, not, not be so emphasized, the other child's success. Something to think about. It's very challenging for a sibling to see, even if it's older, especially if it's younger, a child is doing much better than them. So again, it's just something to think about and try to do whatever you could to avoid those kind of feelings from, you know, from causing whatever it is between siblings or, or in general at home. Then there's a jealousy of neighbors and cousins. Again, it's a different kind of jealousy. How come they're louder and we're not? How come uh, you don't let me do this? They, they bought that and things like that. So again, it's, it's different than between siblings, but it's also to be expected. On the one hand, you want to make your children very proud of who they are and very comfortable with what you do let and what they could do. And very proud of, well, we don't do these things. On the other hand, you do want to take seriously certain things and understand that in the given circumstance, because they're surrounded with kids that are doing certain things, you can't always say no. I heard this from good once. There are things that are not lechatchila. There are things that are totally behaved and user, and then there are things in between. And something you have to just understand and, and find out and get guidance about the things that are in between is the fact that everyone else is doing it. Does it mean that I can't really put my foot down and tell my child it's wrong? Because, you know... It's not very wrong. It's not what I would want. It's not what I'm looking for. It's not preferable, but everyone else is doing it. And to make them an exception about something that's not really mandatory, you have to think about. Or no, is this something that's really wrong? And we're going to teach them that we stand up for what's right and we're proud of it. And we feel good about it. And you're amazing. And all that. So that's something to think about. When there are cousins and neighbors and and children feeling less than and you want to avoid it, you want to make them feel good and you want to take it into consideration to think about when yes or no. Or when we do what, or when we're at Bobby's house, then it's okay or not. It's things you have to think about. And like I said before, you don't, you don't want to get too critical of a child for being jealous of a cousin. You don't want to get too critical of him for wanting something a neighbor has. It's important to understand there's no one for him to want. So you're allowed to be firm. You're allowed to be very confident in your message. It shouldn't look to your children like you're not sure what you want and you're going to change your mind and be wishy-washy. You know, and, and on the contrary, you, you want to 
in advance, talk to your spouse about it, make sure that you're clear about this. Don't just say thing, something without thinking, and you don't know if you should pull back. Well, I said already, now my child is challenging me. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So, of course, but you, you want to be very confident. But say it nicely, and be understanding of what a child wants. Don't make them feel bad for wanting. Listen to them. Ask them again, what is it that you want? Oh, wow, amazing, what does it do? And, and after doing that, with that amount of sensitivity, you can be very clear that, you know, there's something we don't do. And very often, when it's said the right way, children can understand that. So this is something that's so important in all these, in all these examples. Don't, don't, don't be critical. Don't be challenging to a child for wanting something and make them feel bad or make them think twice before they say it next time and try to go behind your back and, and, and do their own thing because they know they can't talk, can talk to you about it. And sometimes you just have to compensate. If we're not going to go to that place where the cousins go or we're not going to buy this thing that someone else does, what will we do? Nothing. We'll buy something else that's special. We'll go somewhere else that's nice. We'll spend time in other ways that we, you know, because we don't do what they do. If you compensate, what I mean to say is that sometimes children are children and making them proud of being El Echid or being proud of not having something doesn't always work. But if instead you do something else, you tell them, let's go, we could pick whatever we want for $50 because we don't do that, then sometimes, even though you want to avoid the child feeling like you always have to make up for it, but on the other hand, they won't be feeling so resentful, they won't be feeling so jealous. And at night yourself, you know, with the right amount of patience, with the right amount of uh, sensitivity and understanding to what's normal for kids to feel, and not being critical when they do feel jealous of each other or of other people, and, and addressing these concerns in the way that we try whatever we could to just make them feel good and proud of who they are, of this nachas and from all our children.